Welcome to our sixth in a series of ten on living from heaven. And as you probably know by now, I've got a few things to share, but the meat, what we're going to get into, is actually communion. What you do here on earth, how you link it to heaven and taking communion there, and what your intentions are while you're taking it. And I mentioned it in my intro video, so I want to make sure and touch on this in a significant way so that you'll understand what you're doing when you're doing it. Here's some nuggets before we get into communion. First, and this is probably the tough one, at this point, if you're not spending consistent time meditating or listening to the meditations and engaging them, I am going to ask you to stop. Send an email to Living From Heaven and say, it's not the moment I need to be doing this. <clears throat> the reason why, if you're just watching the videos, it's actually going to be worse for you. It's going to be a burden. Earthly knowledge weighs down to what I call obesity and diabetes. It's a religious system that actually bloats your soul. And then I'm going to be responsible for being a teacher that is actually hindering you in your growth forward. Don't take it as a bad thing. Maybe it's not the right time. Maybe you've got other things going on in your life. I'm just saying take an evaluation and either continue or stop. And the reason why is if you just keep listening to the teachings, there's actually, because of what I just talked about, it actually will, will manifest in sickness over time. You're not going to be able to just say, oh, it caused this, but it actually does. So please, if it's not for you at this point, please stop. Meditations are actually an intentionality of slowing down and a conscious decision to break the pathways of mental and physical ways that you have aligned and framed your body, especially in the subconscious and the unconscious connections that those things have into your consciousness and out your soul. Meditation is not just being still, but an actual intention. It's making a choice of saying no, which is actually one of the most powerful energies that you have. So it's not just like, I need to be still, I need to be still. It's, oh, I'm still in my soul, I'm still in my body because I'm choosing to change the pathways of my entire system. The frequency or frequencies that you choose to be under will frame your world. So in a simple way, when you're consciously trying to engage in heaven, you're actually stepping into a different frequency. Even if you're frustrated, even if it's not doing what you wanted to, the intentionality of that 
over time changes the atmosphere and the frequency and that will expand or if you just stay here like I said earlier and are just about knowledge and living in this realm then your spirit will actually contract so it's time to take a look at the frequency and evaluate what's around you in your atmosphere and this is particularly important as you're beginning later as your frequency expands then you expand over your greater frequency over things external but initially you're probably a little weaker on those things and they're affecting you more than you're affecting them so take a look at your spouse your girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, your roommates, uh, your family. What is it like to be around them? What books are you reading? What religion have you been in and maybe you still are in? And when I say religion, a way of thinking that thinks about God and those things. Sometimes we stay in those areas just so that we feel good or relationships, which is fine, but you need to understand what you're doing on those things. How much news are you watching? Social media, all that type of stuff actually is receiving a frequency. It's really not just words and knowledge. They're selling you something in your frequency. So one of the simplest ways, I love uh, Chris Blackaby has it in one of his teachings, you just step in and step out. So that's a great way to practice. And so what he does is says, I'm stepping into heaven, I'm stepping out. And that could be a meditation for you. You just take five minutes and say, I like to close my eyes again because I take in, it's the number one way to take in so much information. So I close that down. I want darkness to create. And I say, I'm stepping in and I'm stepping back out. I'm stepping in and I'm stepping out. It's an intentionality on doing those things. Just a simple little thing that Chris has shared with a lot of people. Appreciate that. All right, next one. You were before you were. The word repent <laughs> means repent, penthouse. Return to the high place. Penthouse, the high place. So you came from somewhere before you were in the womb, uh, before you were the Yahid, before you were the spark that created life from the egg and the sperm. And as you guys know, there's lots of sperm and all that kind of stuff, but there's an actual, and I, I can't find it on the internet, I don't look too hard, but the way that there's an actual flash of lightning in that moment of that. Before that happened, you were. So you actually agreed to this time and space to exude a character and a part of Yahweh's heart in the earth and cosmos realm. Mm -hmm. You are the Christ in this moment. At that time when you agreed to this time and place, 
You didn't understand though maybe it's corruption or where you know you chose your parents, the birth pieces actually, and you didn't know where they would be in that moment. So here's a great thing to do about that. Look at your past and look at your deepest needs. Where did you get wounded the most? That's the place that God, Yahweh, wants to come in and fill and be for you. Because in that moment, your scroll was read by all the angelic realms. Good and bad, I guess I can just use that word for framing. But they came at you specifically in the opposite of what you were called to exude. And that's the place for your light. That's the place for your gold. That's the place to exude God's heart into this creation. Because the most devastated places become the place that you get to shine. A lot of information right there. <laughs> Proverbs 25, 14. And I'm going to read three different translations. One, God is praised for being mysterious. Rulers are praised for explaining mysteries. Another translation. It is the glory of God to hide things, but the glory of kings to investigate them. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. Now, so he's hiding stuff for us to find, and I'm using he generally. But this is supposed to be mysterious. This is supposed to be work. That's the way it was designed. It's our glory to press into these things. So don't look at like, I can't, I can't, I can't. Reframe it to say, oh my gosh, it's my glory. It's what I was designed to do as a king to search into these matters to be able to explain them. So you being part of this, you being the meditations, there's a glory just in the process that all of creation is actually looking at. Because of this whole stupidity of like, oh, I'm alone, uh, nobody's watching. That's so asinine. Because A, we're connected to everything, truly. And then B, we're a frequency. Quantum physics, all that kind of good stuff. All right. In the rest of your life, and I'm not talking about this piece of it, but what are you doing to learn that is new for you? What are you doing that you're failing at, that you're continuing in? Your brain is meant to always have a level of pressure and frustration. So I have things in my life that I'm constantly pushing into. I'm taking on new challenges. I'm getting frustrated about things. I get nervous. Oh my gosh, I got myself into this. How's this going to work? That's normal. And if you're just trying to learn in one area, the universe isn't going to respond to you very well. And your brain will slowly shrink 
uh, in receiving these things. It's, it's what I call the reti retirement mentality. People just think that like, oh, I got there, boom, I'm done. Whew. And then, then you go on vacation. And you know what happens? They atrophy. I, I'm not saying don't ever stop working or, or whatever. What I'm trying to say, there's a mentality there. That's not anywhere in scriptures. And it actually is not good for you. So you should be kicking rear end and changing and growing till the day you move on on that. Last one before we get into communion. Just a personal story, real quick, and this actually happened last night. So, again, I was in yoga, and I go to yoga so that I can exhaust my body. It's also a place, like I was just talking about, like, honestly, I kind of suck, and I've been doing it for a long time. It's always people come in and they're like way better than me, just right out of the chute. And partly because I'm, I'm so tight on everything, but I just keep working at it. I'm like, no, I'm going to keep improving. I'm going to keep improving because I want to do other things. I don't do yoga just because I love yoga. I do yoga so that it helps me because I plan on kicking some rear end for the rest of my life that I'm here. I want to keep expanding and growing. I want to be better in 10 years than I am now. So in yoga, it's quiet. Um, you we're moving and this was hot more physical yoga so i'm i'm doing my stuff and usually at the end uh you have about five minutes just to lay there and your body's exhausted and it's recuperating and my spirit easily moves into the spirit realms so i was there and i started seeing a couple things well the lady next to me i'm like the lord started somebody started showing me some pictures of her and at that moment I had a decision, and this is what I wanted to share. I had a decision. This was my time. I had set this time aside, and this is a time I value and I look forward to. So I had a decision right there. Do I press into the picture, or do I press into something for myself? And I have the choice. And in that moment, and I'm not saying it's always the right choice, I'm just telling you the choice. I just said, you know, I'm going to get my own time, but all right, Lord, what do you have here? So he started showing me a picture, but then I pressed into it and I said, all right, well, what does that mean? Oh, there's a color. Well, what does the color mean? Okay, that's not enough. Am I supposed to share this with her? Am I supposed to just pray and bless her without her knowing? Because remember frequency? I don't need to actually say a word. So went back and forth, got a couple things, and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna lay here for a bit longer, and if she's still here, I'll say something to her. Sure enough, it did. As she walked out, she and I were one of the last ones to leave it, and I knew she was open to this because I'd seen her for about a year, and I just heard her make a comment a couple times when we were getting ready. So I said, hey, I think, you know, the Lord, God, Yahweh actually might have showed me some pictures of you and hey I, if you want me to share them I will if not no big deal and her eyes got all big I said yes I would love that I said all right well let me clean up here and I'll meet you outside so I did and I just said well here's just some pictures so I shared a bit with her and I could I could see the engagement in her eyes says the eyes are the window to the soul so I kept going a little bit. Well, 
the Lord actually shared some um, potentially difficult things that were beautiful. And so I shared a bit more and I just asked, hey, is this, do you want me to keep going? Is this resonating? And then I was able to frame literally some tough stuff, but I framed it in this is what he wants to do with you. And just the tears started happening and she just was blown away. And she said, I've been wanting intimacy with the Lord, but I've just gotten busy and I've been wanting this exact thing. And you have a gift. And honestly, I don't. I've just worked into something. But she's like, you have a gift. Thank you so much. You have no idea. And of all places, yoga. And I was like, well, yeah, that's kind of how God works. And so we were able to share a bit more. And like the prophetic does, it opened her up. She walked off and came back. She says, you have no idea what that meant. And she shared just right out of the chute. I mean, we're talking about a three-minute conversation. And she shared some of the deepest things of her life right there. And... In that moment, because I've practiced listening, I had a chance to change the life of another person forever. And I was so honored. And we'll connect some more later but with her. But just to share, like, that is so cool. And I just was thanking the Lord. And I was like, Lord, you know how much I love hearing from you and my intimacy with you, but thank you for allowing me to make that decision to share those things with her. And I'm looking forward to finding out more about that. So just a little snippet of what these things can look like. All right, now we're gonna get into the meat of the discussion, which is on communion. So most people have seen a movie. Some people have had communion. You know, the Catholics do it a certain way. Greek Orthodox do it a certain way. Um, like conservative churches do it a certain way. Sometimes they have wine. Sometimes they have the grape juice. Sometimes they have the little teeny wafers and stuff like that. Sometimes the priest gives it to them. Sometimes they break off bread, all that kind of stuff. Those are just forms of something deeper. So, if you've never had communion, don't worry about it. I'm going to explain some pieces to that. It's also very, very deep. So, again, you can go to the PDF and start um, getting some more information, some wrapping on that. But more importantly, is to engage it on that. All right. So, let's go to... There's communion in this realm. But remember, we're multidimensional beings. I have a spirit being. It says I'm seated in heavenly realms. I'm seated in certain places. I'm seated in Jesus. If I have chosen to, I don't know, some people might say Lord of my life, but it's acknowledging, wow, Jesus is the gate. There's no way to get around that one. He's the gate. So if you want to go out of all these spirit realms and move past into the heavenly realms, it's through Jesus. So we're seated in him. And in the temple, there is the table of showbread. 
which has 12 loaves of bread and the wine there. So I connect both those. I do communion now way more in the spirit than I do physically down here. But I connect the Vav, the Hebrew letter connection, to the earth and to here. So when I'm in heaven, I might think, oh, I'm taking in the 12 loaves of bread. I might be taking the picture of wine, which is really his blood, which when you really understand his blood, you're taking in your blood, how it was always meant to be, which is light. So science, you can go do the research of that as you speed that up. So I might put my head on his head. I might, um, I do kind of what I call dialysis. I put my arms like this, and I've mentioned this before, and I just think his blood's flowing into me and out to me to him. He's taking me. He's flowing it in. He's flowing it out. He's flowing it in. He's flowing it out. Also, this is one of the main ways of changing your DNA. It's also another way of your healing because I am taking in perfect health. And it says that he died, he paid the price for all sin and death. So everything that's fallen and everything that has to do with death or atrophy is paid for. So I'm, even though in the spirit, it's a done deal in my soul and body, it's an assimilation of those truths. And so I'm receiving and giving back. And he, and in one sense, he's like a dialysis machine. He's, he's exchanging what he did with me. The biggest part to me that helped me understand communion has to do with innocence. And one of the best teachers I know on this is some old teachings that Kirby Delanerall has. He is the most innocent blood. Innocence is energy and it pays for things. Now, you've heard of child sacrifice, right? Back to the Incas and all sorts of different civilizations. And what did they do? A lamb, a dove, a young virgin. Why? Because they're choosing the most innocent to shed blood and it worked. Think about what you eat. You're really saying, I am eating this chicken or this cow died and gave its life and I am taking it in. Now, why don't you eat your pet? That's kind of gross, right? Because it's not as innocent. And if you think about the food chain that we have, vegetables are way down here. They don't have as much consciousness as some animals. Like fish is better than eating a cow or a, you know, a dog or a donkey. Think about the animals that have the most consciousness. They're the ones we probably aren't eating. Think about the things that have the least amount of consciousness. They're like, oh, Brussels sprouts are good for you. Broccoli is good for you. Oh, if it's an animal like fish. But the more 
your dog does bad things, right? It has a consciousness. Your horse, it has a consciousness. All those things do, but the, the more innocent it is, the healthier it is for you. Just meditate on these things. But all those things from the lettuce all the way up to whatever the most conscious thing that you eat, you're saying, you are going to die to give me life. But it only lasts so long and I need to do it again. What if you could actually take the most innocent blood ever shared? That's what Jesus was actually saying to the woman at the well. If you take in the water I give you, you won't need to drink again and it will become a well in you gushing out. So communion is really saying, I want to assimilate the most innocent blood ever given so that my energy comes from you, my sustenance. The bread and the wine, sustenance, comes from you, my energy. I'll just be honest, I'm not there. I'm growing in this, but I am learning to look at the food I eat and saying, oh, this isn't my sustenance. This is joy. And I want to thank you because you gave up your life for me so that I can enjoy you. But my true energy is actually in another realm. That should give you enough thoughts to move forward and rethink and reframe those things. And again, we'll give you some extra resources so that you can listen to those. And I'm going to actually add some MP3s into the folder so that you can actually hear Kirby. Years ago, when I first started pressing into this frequency, I listened to a bunch of teachings and I just took a few teachings, which I'm going to share with you. I don't even know if you can get them on the internet. They're, they're free. But I'm going to share those clips from you that I have listened to probably hundreds of times each. And I just let that frequency live in me and live in me, live with me. That's enough for this one. Thank you for receiving the frequency that I have that's through me to you. And don't think this is just Kim is these words. It's more of the framing of the angels and the men in white. When I say men, I mean women too, but you know, there is no male, female up there. But the frequency that's coming through me to you that you're actually receiving. You're not just receiving from Kim, you're receiving messages and information from another realm. Namaste, my friends.